Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn, ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn, tell people to stay off the lawn, compare it to your neighbor's lawn, and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 130. That's my monster. Hey, Halloween is upon us, and what better time to welcome back to the program one of our homies, one of our friends, one of our favorite wrestlers in the entire wrestling industry, the one, the only, P.C.O. P.C.O. <laughs> <laughs> yes. what's going on brother i'm all right but you guys oh man we're doing good i'm, I'm doing really good. how many monsters how many monster drinks you had zero zero <laughs> that's just that's me all the time man cranked up man <laughs> i'll tell you what brother i had a, a shit fucking day at work today and uh usually that it kind of gets me down i mean i usually get over it but, uh, man, as soon as I got off, I'm like, dude, we're fucking doing the episode with PCO tonight. Like, I'm super pumped. Like, ain't nothing going to hold me down, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Hell yeah, brother. I, you know, we're all very supportive of each other. And as we were talking in the, the kind of pre-show here um, off air, you know, I appreciate so much what you do for us online and social media as far as, like, helping spread the word, you know, letting people know that the juice will set them free. And, uh you know, and vice versa, man. I, I love being able to help you out and get the word out there and, you know, share what you're doing with uh, a lot of people and speaking of what you're doing. So there's some I kind of want to get into real quick. There's three main bullet points I wanted to hit with you tonight. Yeah. The first one I want to start off because what has it been like since ROH uh, started the bubble? I mean, they're, they're recording. I've watched some of the ROH pure tournament. Um, what has that experience been like for you? Because aren't they doing that out in what, uh, Maryland? Yeah, well, yeah, we're, it's, it's it's not always out out of this, not supposed to be always out of the same place. But I guess uh, since we're doing it in Maryland uh, with uh, our athletic commission, they're over there where they're really really strict. So we have to go by the uh, CDC guidelines, and uh, it's super super strict and severe. As far as the protocol goes, you know, uh, let's say I'm in Montreal. Uh, mm. Before 
then I know that I'm getting booked because the first one in August, I couldn't go there because I was from Canada. So now I was allowed, even like the athletic commission from uh, Maryland allowed me to travel from Canada. So I was part of this one and they sent me a uh, package with the test in it. And then I had to test myself on Zoom with a doctor in Las Vegas because I think Vegas, that place where we're, we're uh doing business with they're the best place for test results no 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 tests are getting wrong answers or things like that so it's always like when it's negative it's negative when it's not positive it's positive there's no mistakes basically no errors mm-hmm. so they're really good so um so i had to set my first date i had to go across the border send it from the ups box over there because uh, it's, it's medical so you can do international uh, medical transfer or posting things so uh my first day the test was done and then i flew i was allowed to fly and then i got there i got tested another time and until i was in uh negative uh i couldn't get out of my room my hotel room uh, so the next day uh i found out i was negative again so i could go out of my room with a mask on and so we stayed in the bubble which was the hotel and the um, promo place where we were shooting the promos and mm-hmm. the arena, the UMBC arena, where we all have, where two per dressing rooms were six feet apart and between every match, everything is getting disinfected by a spray with people just working on that. And we got a match every half hour and they change the canvas for every match. So if you have 10 matches during the day, there's 10 different canvas. Oh, wow. So uh, it's, yeah. So, and then when everything is done, when we're flying back, we got another test. And then by the time I was at my connection, I found out I was negative again. So then I got back home on the same day that that I got tested before at the end of of the tapings. So So, how much much are you guys taping out there? Are you doing like, like say like a month or two worth of shows? Yeah, kind of. Uh, depending, like uh, the final battle will be totally different mm-hmm. uh, in December. Uh, it will be some tapings. It will be some for the pay-per-view. So there'll be, air, you know, the uh, some might be live or I don't know, but it's going to be. So that's why we, it's hard to figure out what, <laughs> what they're taping. You know, I knew... <laughs> what I was doing, but uh, other than that, you can't really follow uh, the whole show because let's say you got to get there at 5 in the morning or 7 in the morning because your match might be at 11, your match might be at 2 p.m., your match might be at 6 p.m. So it's just different time for everybody and everybody's traveling and get picked up and get dropped off like differently with different cars and it's so well organized, it's so professional, it's unbelievable. Seriously, it's... uh, uh, well, that's that's good to hear, man. Because super safe, super safe. Right, safety is for everybody involved—the talent, men and women, you know, across the board to the people running the damn cameras and everything. Yeah, they're doing a hell of a job. Seriously, uh, I mean, I and I felt good that whole week. I mean, I felt mm-hmm. like it's different for me, you know. Like usually, you're let's say you're matched. You're waiting, you know, to know what you're going to do. And then if you're at the beginning of the show and you have promos to, to, to tape and things like that, and you're getting squeezed on time or by the time you want to 
get to talk to someone, he's doing something else and he's not there. And, and sometimes we get really, uh, we, we got to do things under pressure without not a good amount of time or anything to get prepared. Oh, yeah. But this is super organized where, you know, you're getting there three hours in advance, but you know, no matter what your match will start at this time. So right. it's, it's, uh, it's cool. If you're early in the morning, you have all your day free after that. And, uh, it's just a different atmosphere all around and all together. But, uh, it was a very cool experience. I like the way it was handled very professionally what's it like uh for you personally i mean there's a lot of promotions that are doing it now and some promotions like aew are allowing like a limited capacity of fans in attendance uh what's it like for you i mean dude you've had a pretty long career now at this point to wrestle in front of literally like nobody except the you know the people producing the show it's the same thing, except that you can't feed off the crowd. Like, let's say that something would work well. We, mm-hmm. we would, I would like, you know, emphasize more in that that sequences or that movements or that uh, feed off back and forth with the crowd. But it feels more like robotic, you know. It's not so much yeah. interaction with what you feel you should do. There's always place for creativity when you have a crowd live that, you know, is super hyper or whatever, super down, you know, that changes a lot of uh, data, you know, during the the match, during a match. But when you don't have a crowd like that, all those data are, they don't really count anymore. It's more or less, you know, a... uh, And what these, so this set of TVs... Yeah, this set of tapings, PCO, was that that was your first time, right, in yeah. front of no crowd? Because yeah, ROH has I, been down for ever since the the initial lockdown or whatever you want to call it. For yeah, we we took some time off, I guess, for uh, just to make sure we were going to do the things right. And uh, right. I think the fact that we came up with the uh, ROH uh, the, the pure tournament, I think that was a good first step you know coming back because i think uh we went back to the roots to to pure yeah. wrestling to what wrestling is all about and it's just bring a product back to the roots and then the people can the fans they can uh relate to this more without a crowd than if it was a crowd or maybe more you know uh if if, I, if i'm not a fan of pure wrestling but there's no crowd and attendance mm-hmm. i would maybe become a fan of pure wrestling because i would take the time to to enjoy it because it's uh it's a good way to um to entertain people when there's no crowd i think i think it gets the uh the the, the watcher you know involved yeah more invested yeah yeah there's uh there's a lot of things that usually you you won't notice or you you won't be uh maybe that wouldn't like bring your attention to but uh, i think it's the perfect product for for no crowd oh yeah and i love the idea that them coming back with the the pure i know me and Bodie talked about it when they brought it back it's like dude this yeah. is fucking awesome it is yeah you know? i mean you look at the names that carried that title uh throughout the company's history and roh is one of those companies same thing as uh impact now they're going on damn near 20 years you know 
as as a company, which in the modern day wrestling world, like post uh, Monday Night War era, that's kind of unheard of. You know, there isn't a lot of companies. AEW still new. You know, MLW gave it a go and stopped for a while, and now they're back. Um, but you know, ROH has been there consistently. It's up through its ups and downs. And, uh, I think it's a real good way to get, like, like you said, to get people back into the product, coming back in the pure tournament. Um, a lot of real cool, talented cats on that, uh, in that. Yeah. And the press, the press, the press has been like super like positive about the whole thing, you know, like the comments and the press and, uh, every, every, everyone's pretty, uh, you know, in a, in a favor of a product like that during like this crisis. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a perfect product for this crisis. And, and I think, uh, everything that will be added to the tournament, uh, I know for myself, uh, talking about myself, you know, uh, I didn't want to, uh, be too far from that type of wrestling i still want to be the monster pco is not human and things like that and take huge risk and be crazy but uh, uh i'm really trying to you know stay with the rules and uh you know i think that's that's important to to respect everything that uh you know the referee the rules and the the code of honor and all this because I, I think it's it, it's the perfect storyline right now for what we have so uh i wanted yeah. to make sure that i was going to stay along those lines without being a, a pure wrestler but you know using maybe different ways you know more chops and things like that and then just solid stuff but not as uh as the, the heel in a face so much because that doesn't make sense Right. And there's no there's no crowd there. So Yeah, exactly. I and I think that's something that, you know, that style really could benefit like the character of PCO because it's to me it's it's a classic. You know, you're the French Canadian Frankenstein, man. Like yeah, you you'll have your your spots to do the crazy shit like you said, but it's not going to be, you know, a spot fest or anything like that. So I I think yeah. like to have in your repertoire just a badass strong tough guy but the more classic wrestling involved with it i mean that's dude it's to me it's the perfect package man yeah i really i really like the stuff that i've done uh during the past week that i was uh in the bubble and uh can't wait to see it on tv yeah when uh when is that gonna when they gonna start airing the new stuff do you know uh after the uh i think after the uh, champion is crowned uh after the final uh, of the ROH tournament, the pure okay. tournament. Yeah, and all that stuff's available on Fight TV, so everybody can check that out. Um, yeah, cool. So what? let me ask this, and you don't – I know you probably can't divulge a lot, and I'm not digging for a lot, but where in this day, this in this right now of Ring of Honor, where does PCO stand? I mean, is there – you know, there was a certain group you were affiliated with, a certain yeah. enterprise, if you will. Um yeah. How, where where is PCO at in ROH right now? Pretty much on my own, I would say. You know, like uh, I do whatever I want to do. I'm not affiliated with uh, officially with anyone. You know, I can maybe use a tag partner here and there, or maybe maybe it could uh, uh, 
we'll see how it goes. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's it's uh, I've been always uh, uh, well. I was I was cool with being part of the enterprise, uh, but you know, uh, I I. I I don't mind. I think Brody King went off the first one and said he wanted out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he did this thing. And by, by him getting out, you know, it's it's almost like a dismantle. Uh, we kind of dismantle the whole thing, I guess. So it's right. pretty much everyone on his own. So from there, I mean, for me, it's the world title is still like a uh, priority to me yeah. or you're going to get that shit back, brother. We had you on initially, dude. You were the world champion. That was so fucking cool. That was like, dude, man, living the life, living the dream, man. The world champion, a major company, a major promotion. Uh, it's awesome. But uh, that, you know, um, I guess, how can I say that? It didn't, I, I don't feel any, uh, I don't feel bad about not being the champ anymore. I just feel that I have to work harder and I have to, uh, next time around, I just got to do better. You know, I just got to be ready, uh, to, to hold it for a longer period of time. And, uh, just to, uh, you know, uh, work in front of a super large, big crowd, hopefully in the next few years. And as soon as possible, basically, well, I will know, uh, how everything unfold uh, from 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 now on till when we can right. go somewhere and do something and sit beside sit beside people and uh, be part of a crowd and all, all this thing. So uh, it's uh, it's a good timing not to be a champion, I guess. Yeah. Oh, so if you look at would the, like if, to see if you look. Again. If if you look at the positive <laughs> sides of things, you know, which I am always kind of positive. So, uh, yeah, uh, at least, you know, I'm saying it's a good time to get ready to get it back. Hell yeah. I mean, I would like to see you uh, actually with uh, make your own group almost. That would be kind of cool as a faction. Be the world champ again and have a faction yeah. around you. I think that would yeah, be cool. That'd be, that'd be awesome. un- undead army. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so many things. I mean, the things will evolve and we'll see where we're going. But uh, one step at a time is not much we can do right now. So uh, I think the way that things are uh, processing right now with ROH, you know, I'm happy about everything, the way it goes. And uh, yeah, just the, the main thing is like, you know, I can train, I can stay focused, and I can be ready. I was ready for those tapings, and I will be ready for the next ones, and I will be ready when everything goes back to normal. So that's that's my main, you know, objective. Um, let me ask you this, PCO. When uh, so when all this downtime was going on with you, um, I mean, without getting too much into uh, you know, the business side of it or whatever, I mean, how much you still got? Uh, what a couple of years or so on a contract? Yeah, and uh, well, we're we're almost uh, almost done. Like I've signed a last year, I signed a two year, another two year deal. Mm-hmm. So uh, in December, one one year will be off the contract, so I'll have another year, twenty twenty one, the full twenty twenty one. So uh, twenty twenty two will be interesting. 
see what's going on. Like if I resign with Ring of Honor or what's right. going on. Uh, I mean, because you're know. you're obviously a hot commodity, man. I mean, I'm sure you know once if anything was to happen, there'd be people bidding like crazy. Um, but the question I had for you is: so during that downtime, I mean, is there something in your contract to where you couldn't do like an indie show, or were you not? didn't really care about it you're just more focused on training and and obviously some other stuff we're going to get into here in a second um when i signed a signed to be exclusive uh signed a deal where uh i couldn't refuse to be exclusive to the roh uh mm -hmm. tv tapings only mm -hmm. uh because it was a good deal and it was worth it for me not to uh you know, to agree on not doing any indies. Uh, so that's, that's the kind of deal I got. And it makes sense. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of men and women that are doing it, even in like AEW and stuff. And they're, they're going on the indies and they're getting hurt. And it's like, man, you're getting, yeah. Getting contracted hurt. Talent. A, lot, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of contracted talent also, uh, got the COVID not that they can die of, but it's just, uh, Closure, you know, here and there, and uh, so it it can hurt a company also. So uh, yeah. I think it, it's safe for me to. Uh, I, I would have loved. There's, there's a bunch of shows that I've been contacted. I would have loved to do, but you know, I, I agreed on a certain contract, and uh, I respect that. And so, yeah, I won't. You won't see me anywhere like. I doubt it unless I get a special permission for a super big event. Uh, Against the taker would, at next year's uh, match. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that could be worked now out you're between talking. the companies, I guess. Yeah. 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 Put them in a casket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there, there, there's been a lot of posts on this and uh, fans posting that dream match. Uh, so, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that taker will, will be back because, uh, I wouldn't retire on a pandemic. <laughs> I don't no. think it's a good retirement. I mean, you want to have like 100,000 people when you retire, no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice think big plan small let's stop the spread columbus you know you you, you, you want to burn in a casket and rest in hell you know <laughs> you want to, you want you want people to yeah. cry you know you want people to to look at the great moments of the undertaker and then i shovel is uh his body, you know, yes. and I put it under under Hearn, and then uh, <laughs> drive back the the hearse all the way back in the back, so the people can cry and, and have the rest in peace Undertaker from you know whatever 1991 to or with his birthday all the way up to 
the day that I, I put him to rest. Hell yeah. yes. Book it. Put him on a now. put him on a gas casket on fire, you know. Yeah. <laughs> rest, 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 rest PCO. Hell. PCO. PCO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fire it up. Fire it up. Fire it up. If you think about it, it's a hell of a match, you know. Dude, oh I mean, my god. I, fuck, if I was a billionaire, match. I would be doing my damnedest to book it. I got chills just thinking about it, man. Holy yeah. shit. Right. <laughs> And I knew I could have a hell of a match with him. Like I've oh, had matches yeah. with oh, him yeah. before, so it could, could be crazy, you know. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. It's like, uh, you know, I think everything is possible. I think uh, I don't think our wage. I think they've they've uh, they've uh, sent some footage to oh, yeah. WWE before to help out on different. Uh, talent, I think, with Kevin Owens and different yeah. other talent, where they sent out, uh, they approved, you know, uh, releasing some footage for different product of the WWE or for the WWE Network or for some some stuff. So I think I think uh, they they can get along if they want to. If if, if if both companies can win at this, you know, if it'd be good for both companies, I think. Oh yeah, and they still it, do stuff. I mean, uh, you know, what blew my mind. Uh, so impact just had bound for glory this past weekend and you had the rock like introducing Ken Shamrock into the impact wrestling hall of fame, how, and, and saying the words impact wrestling, like we're talking about Dwayne Johnson, you know, like the guy who, who probably went more, I would say at this point past more past Hogan, as far as popularity outside of this became bigger than the sport, you know? Yeah. The owner of the new XFL. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I'll tell you what, though. I'm glad he picked that up, man. Good on him because he's got the name recognition, value, and brand um, to to write that ship and turn it around, you know. And former football player himself, that was his dream to to be in a uh, uh, pro football, you know. That was his first dream, I guess, to be a pro football player. Right. And uh that didn't happen uh so i guess that's his way to go back to that one of his favorite sport i guess you know he's, oh, he's yeah. got a, he's got a full plate though you know with the <laughs> the the tequila the movies the production seven bucks uh yep so then the the xfl and i think the water voss he's got so much stuff going does on. he is he voss is he voss yeah yeah he is Re- i never knew i drank that shit you get out what you put in that's one of his uh <laughs> catchphrase there you know so that's what's that good with the xfl and him picking up the xfl is he's great at marketing and he knows yeah. how to sell sell a product so dude he's a he's a human catchphrase machine dude you don't oh think God, about yeah. it just his time just in wrestling alone every monday or thursday night or wherever smackdown was at the time it was just constant every every promo you get at least two or three fucking catchphrases out of it <laughs> yeah, yeah it's great. and the eyebrow and all that shit the eyebrow <laughs> made you money <laughs> but yeah so i mean it, but it's like you said you know it, it is possible for people to work together and i know impact has had that deal with WWE as uh, recently as the last several years. I mean, we've seen Dixie Carter on their um, stuff when Kurt Angle came back. That was mind-boggling. Like, you never thought you'd see that. And Jeff Jarrett back with the company. So it's good that they do stuff like that. Um, There's a lot of guys from Impact back to WWE. I think uh, 
you got Abyss, you got Jeff Jarrett, you got yep. uh, Sanjay Dutt, you got a bunch, mm-hmm. of, bunch of guys that went there. So, oh, yeah, a bunch so of them. Speaking of WWE real quick, because uh, when we talked the first time, PCO, I, I don't think we touched on this. Um, the Brawl for All. Did you, did you watch that uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode? Yeah, I had so many people uh, asking me about it, like uh, even from our dressing room and uh, our roster and from basically all the, the late uh, podcasts that I've done, everybody's asking me about that. So, yeah, whatever questions you have about uh, the Brawl for All. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to dive too much into it, but uh, I was just it, – it was – struck my mind i was like man how the fuck did i not ask him about this but uh i think uh they they wanted me to because you know when i had like my thing with with kevin nash and and sean and the click where you know was really not in their favors and uh and i I did refuse to the job for nash uh i think they got all uh pretty much Saying, well, we'll put him in the ring with Dr. Death, Steve Williams, we'll see how, you know, courageous he will be or whatever. So I didn't die down on that shit anyways. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then, what, what, because, you know, everybody's saying with one eye, you can't do that, it's too dangerous and things like that. And I didn't, I didn't use that as an excuse. Uh, I went up and, you know, I had only like two weeks notice to get ready for that fight. And, uh, I knew that, uh, doctor that was, you know, training for the last three months or something. And in Japan, sometimes you can two, three guys. I've heard so many rumors. Maybe it was true. Maybe it wasn't. Right. But I know that Hawk of the road warriors came to me before my fight. And he said, man, you know, the reputation that Steve's got, you know, he's going to kill you for sure. So when he tags you with that first punch, you know, you just lay down. Pick up your 5G and just lay down. I say, Mike, seriously, do you think I'm going to lay down where fucking Steve Williams? Go back <laughs> to him. Go back to him and tell him he's in for the fucking fight of his life and I won't fucking lay down for him, you know? <laughs> fuck him. Yeah. Tell him to go fuck himself, you know? <laughs> so so uh, I guess he always, uh, he, he never forgave me for not wanting to take a dive for him so i didn't uh you shouldn't have to man being a man standing up in this and that's i mean my whole stance on that was like as a kid watching it, i was like what the fuck is this you know like why why is this happening i mean because it was it's it's kind of weird it was weird because it's you know they're trying to portray like some shoot boxing i i never liked the the crossover with boxing and wrestlers you know i You know, that whole fucking, it's one thing to be like to do the Rocky thing or, you know, when uh, back in the day you had Gorilla Monsoon pressing uh, fucking Muhammad Ali, like something is kind of a whatever promotional deal. But man, what the fuck was going on? (laughs) You heard heard it during the the documentary or the, Mm -hmm. the show that it was all about Bradshaw was bragging about that. In a street fight, it'd be the man, you know. So, yeah. in the meantime, they 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 were looking for a, a way to push Doctor Death, his uh, Jim Ross, good good friend, and they wanted to like push him with this tournament. They thought he would win way ends down like that. That they they thought that 
Williams would win that ends down. Then he met so, Bart Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with not too many seconds, uh with well, maybe fifteen seconds to go, everything went bad for him. Like I think he both hamstrings uh detached, the jaw broke, uh maybe he had a shoulder separated. I don't know. He was it was in bad shape. <laughs> it's never the same. It was never the same after that. You know? No. Was, uh, well, no, but you know, I mean, that, yeah, like I said, you seen the doctor. Well, Doctor Dad, what Doctor Dad was a uh, was a bully. It was a bully in the back. You know, he, he was he was like I've seen him with like young kids starting on the business. You know, banging his head on the lockers and scaring the, <laughs> the shit of those kids. You know, <laughs> he was scared of him and. uh uh, and I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, there's guys like that. I don't know why, but there's, there's guys that wants to scare other people and yeah, you know. kind of protect it, like the the good old boys club type deal, you know? Like uh, I don't know what the deal is, but uh, he was one of those uh, like dynamite kids. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, I heard uh, just- Sid. We, I, I talked to Sid about a year or two ago for like five hours, and. uh he told me some some fucked up stories. So shit, I can't even mention on here, but some that involved Doctor Death. And let me tell you, in 2020, the shit that he told me would not fly. <laughs> no. Can- canceled. Oh man, super canceled. I mean, Jesus Christ, what a, what a character though. You know, I guess R.I.P. Doctor Death, man. Fucking. I think there was more ways to get him over than throw him. No, but I, 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 I think I think by by the end of his career, like he had changed a lot. You know, he uh, yeah, like uh, you know, take conscience of uh, so many things that he's done wrong, and I think he was very uh, repentant. But uh, yeah, he's just you know, we all live and learn, I guess. You know, we yeah, oh yeah, experiment and try to adjust and uh, try to fix what's what wasn't working on us and. At least me, I'm trying to look at myself in the mirror, like not at myself, but to look at things that I might do wrong or I might not have said or I might not have acted a certain way. Or I try mm-hmm. to reflect on my day and my years and my past years and try to be the better version of myself. Yeah, exactly. And that, you will become that because, I mean, the first step, in doing all that is reflection, man. I mean, that's, that's a sign of a good man right there. Um, yeah. You were talking about Hawk real quick and with the passing of road warrior animal, yeah. I, I just I want to ask you, what was your relationship with uh, both of the road warriors? Uh, both, both of the guys, I got along good with them. Uh, uh, Mike Hawk was the craziest of the two, you know, he was yeah. pretty much, out of control sometimes, <laughs> uh, but never had any problems with him. You know, he was, both of them were always cool to me and they were uh, very respectful. And it was just, uh, it was, uh, I remember one night we we're wrestling, <laughs> we're wrestling at the uh, auditorium of Verdun, Montreal, which is about a 5,000 seats arena. It wasn't full, but it was a good house. And they were supposed to have like each one a Harley Davidson for their entrances. And uh, finally, we 
promoter had only one bike, but with a sidecar. So, <laughs> so they, they, they both look at this Harley with the sidecar and, eh, <laughs> I don't know. It was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they, they didn't want to really want to drive it, but Hawks, no, I can't, I can't drive that. There's no problem. I'll drive that. He's, Totally out. He's drunk, fucked up on all kinds of pills. He's not there at all. So he starts the bike, and as soon as he turned that first corner, he hit the the sidecar right on the wall. And that was a that Harley was like a really a collector's item, like 1936 Harley Davidson. The guy was going totally insane. <laughs> my bike, my bike, my bike. Right. And and, and uh, so. They made their entrance walking after they hit the wall and they're coming to the ring and we wrestled that night. And uh, it was just another crazy night with Hawk, you know? <laughs> it's was, it was just, just fun to remember that. Oh, yeah. Dude, those guys were awesome, man. I, it, favorite tag team for sure growing up. Oh, yeah. I mean, me growing up, like I was going to the Montreal Forum, the, the main arena back then, 20,000 seats with the Montreal Canadiens played. And they were like selling out the forum, and I was uh, I always knew our kind of in my head how wrestling was working and things like mm-hmm. that. But they they drew me and my father each and every time at the uh, at the forum. Uh, every time they come in, I I want to buy a ticket and, and go and watch them, and then you can hear all the stories, how many the eggs they eat in the morning, and the you know stories kept you know getting bigger and bigger and exaggeration yeah all kinds of things but uh they were yeah they were like i think they put the uh tag team division on the map basically because the tag team division was always a middle card or type right. of deal but with the road warriors it became the main attraction the tag team titles were on top they were right over the world title basically I think a lot of people forget about that too. Like that, you just made a killer fucking point about that. Like making the tag titles, the, the main attraction, like it's very hard to do. And I think they were the first one in history of pro wrestling to do that, to be able to achieve that. Right. And with, with the almost like, see limited talent basically i mean the way they right. work was was limited but as, as jr they're, would they're, say pco they're real big real hard real stiff <laughs> <laughs> but their uh their music their entrances uh their, the spikes their, just the look everything and also what they brought up to that table too they brought up like the squash matches you know yes i mean a lot i mean that that's You'd see them for only two, three minutes, and then you wanted to see them against major main talent, you know? Like here, we, we would want to see them against Bravo and Martel, our yes, two top yes, local yes. guys, you know? Because because Martel was the AWA world champ, and Bravo yeah. was the international champ. They were both world champ. And so when they put them two against the Road Warriors or Bravo and King Tonga against the Road Warriors, boom, you know, it was made. It was sold out. It was sold out right away. So they 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 did some awesome business here, all, all over the places. Dude, I miss Dino Dude. Bravo. Dino Bravo was this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he was a world champ for eight years in a row here. <laughs> right, right. Well, they did yeah. that. Uh, 
they did that dark side on him too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty cool i mean a lot of that stuff i already knew just from being a fucking you know wrestling yeah. aficionado for my whole damn life but uh another guy too threatened did a we we did an episode where we did some impressions of guys we had random dudes on the show and Stratton does a killer Rick Martell. Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. Go yes, ahead, he does. Man. Come on, Stratton. I can't. I, I just tried to do a French Canadian <laughs> one. Do Rick. Do so, Rick Martell. Sometimes it's. It. Oh, God. It's me, Rick Martell, baby. <laughs> so stupid. I come out here. There's not enough oil in my locker room. It's part of my list of things <laughs> in my locker room, and I put it on there, and they're not enough. I'm not going to do this shit anymore. <laughs> That's, That's right. great. It's, it's, be, it's between the Razor Ramon and impersonation and Rick Martell. It's <laughs> half and half, you know? Yeah. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Chico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bang. I'll get it one Bang. of these days. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah. So is Rick, I mean, he's is he up in Canada? What what's he? Yeah, doing? yeah. It is in the province of Quebec. Yeah, he lives in Quebec City. Yeah, you ever see him? Uh, well, he's very disconnected from the business, I'd say. He's yeah, uh, yeah. A, little, a little bitter. I don't know. Uh, that's that's what I heard. You know, like last time I saw him was uh, for a, a book promotions that, that got released uh, from guys from here, the guys that wrote the uh, Andre Giant um, uh, bios. The, mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard about it. The last one that was released. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. They were they were on Jericho's show talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Those guys. Uh, mm -hmm. They're from Montreal. One of them is my agent. Actually, he's, he's, he's the one taking care of all my. If I have to upgrade my planes, my flights. Right. If I have to uh, uh, reserve certain hotels or rental cars and things like that. Like he's he's taking care of all my stuff and. Uh, um, when I have like too much phone calls or you know too much traffic on on my my things, uh, I uh, he jumps in and helps me out. So uh, birthday bear, birthday bye, and yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's him. And uh, so he did also. They did uh, with Pat Laprade. They did the uh, uh, Pat Patterson's book, uh, Mad Dog Vachon. Uh, Midgets, uh, one, one another title is pretty quite a long title, and uh, uh, Mad, Mad Dog Midgets and Screw Jobs. I think the other one was Mad Dog Midgets, <laughs> Mad Dog Midgets and Screw Jobs. I yeah. love it, great <laughs> title. The, I'm so it's about the uh, history of the uh, Montreal wrestling and uh, history of Montreal's uh, wrestling, and uh, yeah, Rick lives uh, not too far, uh, maybe a couple hours away from, from me. And Quebec City, and uh, you guys are always uh, tight, though. You're you're always cool. With yeah, yeah. It was always like uh, always got along good with Rick. So Dude, he was awesome. I loved him as a kid, man. The the whole arrogance thing, and then you know the strike oh, the force, model. With the, the model, and the models, uh, the my, my favorite my my favorite gimmicks uh, from Rick it was with Tom Zink, the Canon Connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was awesome yes. too. They they were like they were like doing like crazy business and Zank decided just to he had enough and decided to go home. All <laughs> <laughs> right. The so tag team, you, you got you gotta get along. If you don't get along, you're not going anywhere. And that's the sad thing about the being 
paired with someone, it's like if someone screws up, you know, it hurts the other guy. So because it's hard to spin it on the dime like that and just do something else. You have to either die out a little bit and then repackage a guy. So sometimes it takes them a little bit of time. Oh, yeah. Um, I I want to get into right now, PCO, you have been doing this web series for a long time. Now, we, Sretton is really big into, you know, we're, we're trying to write a movie. Well, he's trying to write a movie and he's giving me parts where I do a lot of sexy time with a lot of ladies. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's we're cool. really into the creative process and how to do that. And as of late with our other show, the JP Dub podcast, um, for the month of October, we've done. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. Every day in October, I wrote out a list of 31 movie horror movies because I'm a huge horror fan. And we made one minute, basically promo videos on these. Um, it, just to challenge ourselves creatively, you know, like how creative, how funny, how entertaining can you be in one fucking minute? You know? Yeah. Um, so we've been doing stuff like that, uh, like kind of like a little B movie stuff, whatever you call it. Your show. I mean, it's it's. It's been on for a little while now, and I've I've watched it evolve and and morph into something completely different than what it originally was, until yeah. where now it's this like weekly episodic, just insane like never ending B movie, which I love because it's dude, it's got the it's got the comedy, it's got the over the top like like the gore. Like I just watched tonight yeah. <laughs> where the dude opens the door and the chick. You know, he's an asshole to the chick or whatever. And he just fucking booed him. Dude, that was a he's shit. Like licking the yeah. blood and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I want to know, brother, like, how the hell, who comes up with this shit? I mean, how do you guys produce this shit and get everything done? Well, I, during like the week, I have like many meetings with Destro and uh, one of my friends, uh, Nikita Roberts on Twitter. And we brainstorm, and um, and then I I write the, you know, I have like pinpoints or where the story is gonna lead and what the story's been carrying and what the mission the mess what is the mission and the message that we want to get across the whole thing, and and they chip in ideas, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm the one deciding of the screenplay and the. Um, the scripts, you know, the back and forth verbiage and things like that. Uh, it's some for, good shit. The, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying, I'm very, very on the, 
like last week it was why can't PC not have a glass of wine? Why can't he? I love relax? that, dude. I, I, and I know Shreddy's smiling right now. I know he loves it too, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, you know you hear that you know from so many uh, people that you know if they have a stressful job, their glass of wine is the main thing. So. <laughs> I, I know that people can relate to that 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 stuff, you know. Yeah. So that's why that's why now right now PCO is like in his own bubble. He's like kind of uh he's losing his uh, focus a little bit because he's that girl is like taking all his attention. So Destro's pissed. He's like blah blah. Yeah, blah. Destro's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the justice right now. There's more important thing than justice. <laughs> so he's out of his context right yeah. now. You know, he's got to get refocused and yeah. realigned. You know, so uh, that's that's where we're at right now, and um, and we're we're heading a stretch pretty soon where um, you know it's that the Johnny Chang tournament coming up. And, yes. Uh, I'm really pumped for that. <laughs> so, so, uh, we, we might, uh, we might go to the, uh, the end of, uh, the season one, so to speak. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so there's, uh, there's no glass there, there's, ceiling for this. This is going to continue on until you're just like, no, well, we know, we know the you can't stop. Be like, no, I can't stop, but I know the end of this season might be towards like Christmas time or something like that. Cause I mm-hmm. think we got like three more and then we're going to do three weeks of, uh, three 15 minutes or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, so you can, you know, watch like a few episodes together and a few episodes together and together. And at the end of the, the whole thing, we'll package everything into a movie. Awesome. So, yeah. So and uh, I, there's there's two places where I would like to show it on a theater on screen if 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 crisis permit you know if we go back to a normal a little bit I'd like to uh, present it in uh, in uh, L A and in uh, Montreal so uh, on you know with like three four hundred people you know the big uh, theater. So, Dude, you uh, got uh, I know sort, sort of a red carpet type of deal, right? Hell yeah, that's something too. Like, because it's got, like I said, it's got this, it's got a comedic to me. This and this is just it may differ for everybody else that watches it, but I know to me and maybe to like you know Bodie and Stratton, I I kind of get these vibes that it's like this comedic aesthetic aesthetic um, with like eighties action films and like horror like like some campy horror in there like reminds me of army of darkness that we're we're very uh we're big fans of the gore style and you know we did some scenes where we thought it might be too much you know here's Ah. blood (laughs) popping out of the ears there you go dude you gotta go lucio fulci full throttle on this shit man (laughs) italian gore stuff spray we need we need blood spray (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's cool i like that blood spray like hell that. yeah brother like so- slicing the throat and hitting the ears and popping <laughs> yes <things>. what <laughs> was the one there was one uh i think you were like weren't you smashing a dude's head in like the trunk or something like that it, it was when one of the car you ran it was running the head over i might be mixing it up and it was, it was a leg it was a leg with the trunk 
the leg. The leg was leg with the trunk. Just, I was like, oh. Like, Destro goes, eh, the leg is in the way. <laughs> Close the trunk, leg's gone. Fuck that leg. <laughs> <laughs> you were just cut it with a knife, yeah. yeah. Cut it with a knife, and then dude, it's pissing. Yeah. And that then stuff's I did, so uh, good. The, the double hammer on the, J- the fake Jason's head. Yeah. So, so that's another <laughs> cool one. And uh, and then one where we put the guy's head under the the hearse is coming, and I put his head under the tire, and then the that's the one, yeah, man. Like ogre is over his head. So is a cool one. You got a you got one. You're saying one of your friends that does this uh, that does like the effects on this, like oh yeah, I got a guy uh, who does all the uh, the effects at VFX and. and and also we 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 do a lot of effects by by computer, but we also have a lot of effects that we do, like he like you said with the pump and the the the, the, the right the practical yeah. effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got boats, you know. So uh, yeah, it's uh, super awesome. I don't know, man. remember when when me and the Destro were riding a boat too? It was so super, like <laughs> yeah, kind of a Batman deal, Batman deal. So. Dude, totally sixties Batman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so rad. Meets my Mi- meets Miami Vice. <laughs> I think it's cool. I, that, so I like good. that stuff. That's what we're trying to to look like, you know, like the eighties or something like that. The old Batman series, you know, but like more gore style and uh, try to yes. get people like uh, to identify themselves through some sort of characters, whether it's a girl or reacting to a girl or vice versa. And, and also I try to always like, it's very important that at the end of the day, the screenplay is my screenplay because, well, I want PCO, what PCO has got to accomplish the mission and he, have, he has to get back on track and he cannot, if he does fail, he's going to, you know, come back until he get it right. So um, it's got to be the real PCO instinct there that shows up at the end of the day. You know, he can be off for three, four, five weeks where, you know, like a regular human being could be. Yeah, he's got a little smell of that. Yeah, he's got to refocus and he's got (laughs) to get his sense back and and put his priority at a good place where where they should be put. So, which is justice. It's so good, brother. And it's so unique. There, There isn't anybody doing anything like that, you know? I mean... I, I like this shit, the Monday night PCOs. And it's, dude, you're so smart about it, in my opinion, because they're they're so short. It's like, damn it, man. I just, you know, like, I fucking got to wait another week to watch another one. Like, what the hell, you know? Like, I, I love how it's done. And like I said, I know with all three of us, like the way we grew up and what we watch and how we're entertained, like it's, you just took all that shit and fucking mashed it up into one. <laughs> yeah super entertaining and it's it's original there's nobody else doing shit like that you know and you got you got bray wyatt and wwe with his with that huge budget and doing all this shit and don't get me wrong some of that's cool i know Bodie's gonna have a fucking boner if i <laughs> don't say something nice but uh <laughs> i will it's uh it, it, it to me even that shit like it, which is good but it just doesn't like man it doesn't resonate with me as much as like these do and you could tell that like Dude, the like the passion you're putting into it, but the fun, like everything's there. Like I, I see all the levels, all the layers of this shit, and yeah. that's that's what grabs me, dude. And that's why it's like constantly like, 
dude, I, I, I show that shit in like our, our Facebook, our Facebook group, you know, on Twitter, you're hitting me up with all yeah. the links yeah. and you don't even have to do that. Cause I look for that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a super cool thing to do, but it's, uh, it keeps me like it's between when we, when we shoot, you know, it's between mm-hmm. with the shooting and everything, a week of shooting plus a week of preparation of writing everything down and being ready with all the scripts and all that. It's 60 hours minimum yeah. during that week that I have to put on. So you're saying of, for one episode, for one, for everybody no, after no, watching? No, 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 for, for three or four episodes. Okay, uh, okay. But just still, there's that one week that's going to be 60 hours, but every other week will be at least 40 hours. Well, well, just to edit everything takes at least 25, 30 hours per week. To edit the 220, to edit two minutes and 20 seconds. (laughs) You hear that, Sven? Well, (laughs) because we have, you know, green screens and all kinds of stuff. So Mm -hmm. you have to find, you know, how to get everything at the right place and to let's say when we do the surgery well it's not just a green screen it's like the table you can walk behind and in front and sideways while you have you know a eighty thousand like surgery room uh on budget you know which is not but it's the green screen but the way it looks maybe you can tell Probably you can tell it's a green screen. I don't know because I don't have your eyes. But when you see that dude, the doctor going behind his table to, you know, make that surgery and come back in front, and or if they sit in the office and then you have two guys in the front and one in the back and the green screen around, I mean that's a lot of work to fit all those uh, those things in place. So I need someone to edit edit that shit, you know. I, mean, I, can't, I, I can't do it all like i'd go crazy you know i do i do so many other things during a week so i need to to dispatch the work a little bit but uh the same same process with the editing well i got like a, a fat cut you know with with enough on each side so i can know what to keep more or less and what to cut more or less you know he sent me like well i we're going to send back and forth. Probably he's going to go with the script. Everything that we tape is going to, it's going to put it all together and then I might decide, okay, you know, he was talking, but I want to cut him there. This was too long. This needs to be shorter. So I have to readjust everything. So we have to go like back and forth, four or five version of the episode before it comes out. Like tonight, I think it was like the fourth episode that was edited during the week, back and forth. Took four times to get it right. Right. And we're sitting over here fucking crying about one minute. <laughs> 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 Halloween video. <laughs> oh, man. What it, it's rough out here. What it makes me do it. I just, um, I, I, what I do is I really appreciate the time it takes because I don't, I don't like when people say you can't relate unless you've done it, but with something as like one, that's, this is one of those examples, unless you're making mm-hmm. these films or you're recording that type of things where you have to, logistically coordinate how you're going to film it and then actually do it and then do it where like, let's say, you know, okay, something's going to happen for 30 seconds. So 30 seconds, don't mess up, don't mess up. And then you can't help it. You mess up. You mess up once, twice, two, three times. And then that takes time. And then you actually film it. You say, cool, we got it. We got everything we need in theory. 
So you let's say you you only need two minutes, but you actually have twenty minutes of footage, and then the audio might line up. Not might, might not. There's so much yeah. to it, and it takes so much time that when you end up with a four minute thing, and you know, and your team knows that you just spent two weeks on that shit or more, and somebody takes two minutes and. I, I love it because I appreciate it. I, I love like, I know sometimes I'm like, man, how did they do that? How long did that take? Who was like, and then you also have to get clever, especially with budget stuff. And like you said, the green screen thing, there's so many aspects of, of, I don't think a lot of people appreciate how much time it takes and then trying to have like any other hobbies or things yeah. you want to do or work out or eat yeah. or be a human outside of these projects yeah. it's just crazy yeah. keep making them they're they're fucking awesome <laughs> yeah they're so much fun to watch well, i don't know if we're, if we're gonna have a little uh time off in between the next series or we will come back with season two right away uh we're we're there you know we're we're right now we're thinking about how we're gonna process everything um so because you know we we started the all the videos it was like feature strengths and and things like that workout yeah, yeah. videos and, and at one point we felt like we have done like a lot you know different workouts different things and different refrigerators dropping onto you <laughs> <laughs> the refrigerator the washer the dryer right you know? yeah we've done uh, you know, jumping off the cliffing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> jumping off the cliff, and with with cement blocks in my hands, and yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff. And then we 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 figured uh, now, you know, we have to hit another level of something different, you know. So uh, and uh, I was always like, uh, Destro was a big fan of a horror movie, and I'm a big fan of superheroes. So uh, we kind of. You know, branch them together, and uh, that's that's how. The, so you kind of got the X Men colors or something going on right now. What, where'd you take those colors from? Who's like your favorite superheroes? Well, I don't know. I, I, I I'm trying to just. Who's my favorite? Ah, uh, I like. There's there's some Batman's that I really like. Uh, the one where he's in jail and he's got a jump and he's jumping to get out with a rope. And then finally he realized that he, he needs to take a risk and jump without a rope to escape that prison, to make that jump. Cause he keeps on falling with the ropes to keep him not making it. And then when he, 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 he goes, it's either he dies or he makes it. And then he makes, he makes it. So, uh, the, the, those, those messages always like resonate with me. And, uh, um that's where i got the yellow from a little bit and okay. uh, i had already the the black and blue so it basically i just had the the yellow when the, the the logo was made by uh when i was wrestling for black craft wrestling they they made that logo and they were really gore oriented uh, yes. wrestling company so I, I i thought that logo would fit perfectly the uh the what we were doing as a, as a series as a web series and then that's why i decided that uh, was going to use that logo from now on and i really like that logo so that's it then it was some yellow in it too so uh so it's just uh, it looks more like i've always had the blue with me but it was only like contour and things like that so mm -hmm. now it's like the full top is blue some orange and, and black so uh, i think it's pretty cool for the series i don't i don't think i'm i'll, I'll wrestle that that suit 
I like my other suit better to wrestle, but I think for the series, that was cool. Oh yeah, totally. And that's cool that you have, you know, you got different attires for different things. Yeah. That's what, that's what I, that's what I wanted to, to have different attires. Uh, and one, one suit for the series and one to wrestle. Yeah. I got to ask you real quick here. Um, so since it is Halloween and you are into like the, like the gore aspect, what would you say is like, what's your all time favorite scary horror movie to watch? Uh, I think one that was pretty cool was Saw. So, okay. uh, yeah, I think when the guy has to cut his own arm to get out of the, uh, handcuffs to, <laughs> to escape that room. I don't yeah. know if you remember that movie, the first saw. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. I think that's pretty sick. I think that Fuck movie yeah. Is sick. It's pretty psycho. <laughs> I'm all about that shit. <laughs> so, there's one more point I want to touch on you here before we end tonight. Um, you have this, uh, you know, the, the first time we recorded, you told this amazing story of, you know, your journey in professional wrestling and at that time becoming the ring of honor world champion, which was just, it was fucking great. It was, the message was awesome. It was, it was super positivity. It was like awe inspiring, like motivational shit. I fucking loved it. Now we're sitting here, you know, what, nine, 10 months removed from that interview. And about what was it about a month ago now, guys, you did so you'll have to tell me the exact mile because I don't know what it translates to as far as in miles. I know it's ridiculous. forty-five miles, forty-five miles. And you you walked or you you uh, you well, jogged? I, I, no, I jogged and I walked when I couldn't jog because right, my feet were battered. They were bleeding. Dude, they, yeah, they were they were my my nail my my toes are still all black from that race you know i mean after after my first probably 15 miles uh not even halfway there my brain started to my brain my 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 mental wanted wanted out big time my my mental Mm -hmm. was telling me why the fuck don't we get out of here (laughs) <laughs> why don't you just go home? Please get out of here. That's why my mind, my mental was persisting uh, this race like that. And I had to, you know, be conscious of that voice that was talking to me. My mind was telling me, we got, we want out. We, we got to get out of here, you know? So, cause I never ran before anyways. So it was my first, ever marathon you know it's so this was a part mar- it, it, it's two, ma- two ma- it's two marathon uh-huh. in one basically that marathon is uh 21 miles or 22 miles like boston or montreal like any marathon is about 20 some miles so this this is like a double marathon basically 23 miles maybe a marathon so this is like probably like uh i probably ran uh, 43 miles to be a totally exact i say 45 just to make a round number right. but maybe around 43 would be exact and uh is it usually uh if you run a mile in about nine or ten minutes non-stop uh, it'd make a way better time than i did but <laughs> what i did is like my 
you know, my, my chin started to hurt. The lower yeah. back started to hurt. I was like, now I'm like 260, but I, when I did that race, it was probably 270. And um, so you don't see too many marathons, you know, with guys uh, weighing 270 pounds. Um, and if you remember when I left, I didn't have like proper shoes to, you know, I had like yeah. no water, no nutrition whatsoever. You had a and- phone. <laughs> I had a, you had a fucking phone yeah Dude, I, I wanted see. to film some 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 parts and uh yeah and uh i wanted to to see how bad i wanted like you know the goal is to sell out the montreal stadium the olympic stadium which is eighty thousand people so i said to myself if i can if i can run uh 70 kilometers or 43 miles or if i can go without sleep you know all the way there i don't know how you did that i was uh that that means that i really want it you know if i quit going there and i decide that i'm coming back home or i call destro come pick me up because destro was on the phone anytime man if you're 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 fucked if you can't go anymore you just call me i'll go i'll pick you up you know you just call anytime yeah. so i'm like no man i got i gotta touch the stadium you know i can't I I can't cheat myself and come back home and just say, no, it's too late now. I, I told the whole world that I was going to make it. If it takes two days, it's going to take two days. If it, whatever it takes, you know, I'll, I'll fucking do it. So, uh, <laughs> yes. and, and so it was very, very tough, very hard. Probably the hardest thing I've done of all my life. You know, I've took some crazy bumps. I've done some crazy things in my life, but this one, Cause it was, it, it was for 24 hours and 20 minutes, uh, you know, of pure like endurance and pain and just mental toughness basically. So it was not about how much time it would take me to get there. Cause I thought I would do it in 12 hours. My first mm-hmm. goal was to do it in 12 hours and it took double of the time that I thought when I left. <laughs> it always does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and uh, I got so emotional when I got there. And a lot of people are mistaking maybe was he in pain or what was the emotions for? But for mm-hmm. me, it was just to I made it to the stadium. I you accomplished I finally. Made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt that quit. for you, dude. I I got fucking teared up watching it. I was like. Motherfucker, right here, <laughs> dude. Oh, yeah, seriously, they, though, that was that was real, dude. What that did in in the little videos you made to stop the uh, we'll call it the updates, if you will, if you will, um, dude, it, it grabbed me. It grabbed me right in the fucking feels. And that last one, dude, when you were fucking, you know, you could see how damaged your body was, your feet were from this shit, and you went up, and they're like, you're going to touch it, man. I shit you not. I fucking got legit teared up at that shit, dude. And I'm just like, dude, this motherfucker did it, dude. And that made me, what you did made me feel powerful about what I'm doing, you know, with, with the show, with, you know, things in my personal life and everything like that was super fucking powerful and motivating, man. I I felt that tenfold. Mm -hmm. All right. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've, uh, you know, I, I feel like, uh, most of the times, uh, we're doing things and, uh, our, our uh, mind wants us to get out of there because 
we don't see results right now. You know, we don't, we, we actually don't see any results for a while right. or any money coming in or anything. And we, we have, we, 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 we have the thinking of, Oh, okay, maybe I'm doing that shit for nothing, you know? And basically I think, uh, for me going through over what my mind was telling me to do and to be able to, you know, go over that, at one point when you start not when your mind um, body and spirit whatever when they all connect together and they know that you're not going to quit no matter what and then and then i started like when i could see the stadium and i started to pick up some speed and started to run again so i had like you know like almost I felt like for a, a one place, I felt like I was in a desert where there was no water around or nothing around. I felt totally lost, you know, yeah. in that race. But as soon as I could see with my eye the stadium for that bridge, uh, then hope started to kick back in. And then I was able to finish, you know, and then to run most of the, the last part. But that, but I was walking for for many distances that I was walking because I, I just couldn't handle the pain. I, I was keep on going and keep on doing but when you walk like 20 some miles or or you want to run and walk i mean it's just, i don't want to walk 10 feet it's crazy there's so many things that comes uh you don't know are your you know because then they you don't i didn't ask too many like uh tips or advice for from many pros so basically mm-hmm. uh i didn't know how because you know I'm heavy, so I don't know how my my tights with you know uh, friction together, and if I was gonna get burnt out there, uh, I'd be chafing like a motherfucker between the, <laughs> <between> the legs. <laughs> I'd be rubbed and red and raw, brother. <laughs> or if I was gonna cramp on the on the calves, or how my chains yeah. would react, and my toes. Actually, the worst was every all those things uh, came to play, but the the toes really was like. It was the big, the big point. I didn't have the proper shoes. So um, now since that race, I've been running quite a lot, at least, um, you know, a couple of miles, maybe five miles per day, sometimes less, sometimes just a mile, sometimes two. And once a week, uh, maybe hit like a five or eight miles. So because I want to keep on doing them, those, those, those long marathon, but uh when you do them, you have to bring, you have to do it in a, under a certain amount of time. Let's say you do 23 miles, you have like uh, seven hours to do it. So, um, so you have to run your miles like uh, on a, a pretty good time. So you, so there's a lot of things to work on, but uh, uh, I really like the, what it does for my, uh, for my, uh, my mind. I can, uh, finish things that I've started and then then it brings that habit to finish things that you start so that's yeah. that's one of the reasons why but uh, basically I want to if I feel like something bad comes up in my life you know in my career or anything something bang I want to have that that mental strength to go bring that shit on you know I'll go through <laughs> So that's yeah. that's a warrior mentality that I want right. to have. So that's why I wanted to do something like that, and I wanted to test myself how, how bad I wanted the stadium and how, how mean I was about it. 
And basically, it's me against me the whole time, you know. It's me against me. It's uh, it's my real me versus PCO's not human. So that that, that character PCO's not human is the one that's got to come out. That's when I talk to myself. You're fucking PCO. You're not human. You can't do this. <laughs> that 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 fucking that guy comes out of my mind, and that guy can take it all out, and he can go against all fucking problems and all kinds of things. He's, he's not human. So that's that's where it is. God damn. <laughs> so amazing. I, I wanted to I wanted to personally say thank you for videoing that. I was following you that whole day you were doing yeah. it. I'm in a particular time where I don't get into details about things, but I'm trying to make some healthy uh changes in my life and trying to transform or do something. And I had just got done doing a way less intense feat of strength with one of my buddies. We did a walking marathon, but I was fucked up afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I, I thank goodness. I, I did an ice bath right after <laughs> he started crying. We took all day. We took our time. What was supposed to be an eight hour walk uh, ended up being 16 hours. Yeah. His feet were cut like his both of his feet. were. So, you, so you know what I was talking about, basically. Yeah. Now with the intensity that because you did almost double what we did, we ended up doing close to 30 miles, okay. maybe 30 miles. But we also kind of we we stopped at a couple places to grab some beers for because we, we don't do painkillers. <laughs> there you go. Um, and we and we stopped to to take take breaks because neither one of us train. Uh, we were both athletes in high school, but that doesn't mean anything when you're 100 pounds heavier 20 years later. And I just I just want to say thanks because it was one of those. It was very good timing for me because I'm I and still you grasp at straws for inspiration, anything to keep something going when you, when you are challenging, when you are trying to challenge yourself and build that mental toughness, there's not, there's not enough people that at least show as an example and walk the walk of mental toughness. Cause it's not just, it's easy to talk shit. We all are good at it. It's easy to say <laughs> you're going to do something. And then kind of when they say, well, did you do the thing? Uh, no, I, uh, I was busy. I, about uh, I you know, <laughs> excuses, you know, yeah. we're all yeah. full of them. And you see somebody leading the charge of like, it's not, you said our in mile 15. So that was probably, I, I don't know, six hours in maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I was, I was like, I felt like I was done there. You know, yeah. I called my mom, I called my mom and I told her, I said, I said, uh, I, I don't think, uh, oh, it will be tough to finish that task. But, <laughs> and then when she started to say, well, you don't need to do that. All right. Okay. I'm doing it. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, and then, uh, and then you did it. That was the beginning. It's like, it's like saying, well, I want to go to the store. Well, cool. You have to fight 1000 guys on your way to the store <laughs> no and problem. they're all the hardest fight you've ever fought. <laughs> and you just have to keep fighting and you're on like guy 20 and you're done. But it's yeah. it's just it's thank you for inspiring. Thank you for doing it. I, I probably yeah, it really inspired me. I just want to say thanks. That's it. And I, I'm yeah, like it definitely it planted a a, a re I already had the seed planted, but it watered it a little bit for some stuff. Like I have a goal now to actually run a real marathon by next year. Yeah. And then I have a friend that does ultra marathons. That's one yeah. of my two-year goals because I mean, you know you did it. The mental yeah. toughness that you built cannot be beat for other things in life. Now we've gotten globally, but at least in America, we've all got a little too sensitive with the social media combined with the political climate where you, it's hard to give your opinion about anything, no matter what you think, without somebody jumping on your ass. Yeah. When 99% of it doesn't fucking matter. We're all humans trying to be good to each other and to ourselves and trying to live our 
best lives as the stupid quote goes. And thanks for being an example. I'm not, I'm trying, I sound like a massive ass kiss, but I just want to say no, thanks, man. No, no, no. Like because, for real. Uh, because it, it resonates with me because uh, when you say you want to run the real marathons and things like that, so you now you know you're going to have like to work harder on your mental again because now you're going to have like to run in a certain time the mile. Uh, to be able to finish under the time, the appropriate right. time, they, they allow you to finish a marathon or to place, to place, uh, you know, to, to do a good race and to place up in the middle or the beginning or the winners or whatever, whatever the goal is. Uh, but it's a constant, you know, work. And then now that's why I, I'm always, uh, I start my run and say I'm, I'm going for two miles and. I'll have my first mile. Okay, I've done it under that amount of time. Now I'm, I'm trying to get beat that that tank for that second mile, and sometimes I'll go with you know uh, eight miles or ten miles, and I'm trying to keep my my time under you know a certain amount of time. So it, it, it presses me to do like more exercise for my my legs or my abs just to to have a better run, a better uh, way that I posture while i'm running and things when i left for that marathon i didn't care about anything i had like i can shoot he's like i train with destro i got <laughs> no laces you know i thought i thought i would crush this thing like pretty easily and, just hook uh, up the cables when you fall over right give, yeah, give yeah. him a destro, jump <laughs> destro's wife she's she's she runs a lot of half marathon a lot of like 10 miles you know 10 12 mm -hmm. miles And, and she never ran a full marathon. And when I told her I was going to do 43 miles, uh, she, she said, no, you won't, you won't make it. And then, so when she said that, well, she was, she didn't really say that. She said, I don't think you'll make it. I think you're crazy enough to do it. So, so that's what she said really. But, uh, she really thought I was not going to do it. And she had that doubt because, uh, she, she knew, um, you know, oh, oh, it's important for me to finish something when you started. So, um, yeah, it's been, I was going to tell you that. It's been something where I can put up in my mind that if ever I'm going to some rough time, let's say in a, a match or a meeting business or anything, or I, let's say my, my mind won out once again on something that goes wrong. I can say, fuck, you live that 70K all the way to the Montreal Stadium. Don't you fucking dare quit on this one because you've done way more. So when you do the worst thing that possibly happened to you and you go to this, then that's, you know, something that you can always relate to when, when times are hard, but you know you've done the worst, there is no quitting in you. So that's that's not a reason why I've I've done it. Fuck yeah! <laughs> God damn it! You up inspired motherfucker, man. you PC. <laughs> you're, the, you're the man, dude. <laughs> dude, this is this fucking awesome, I, I, man. I I am so honored and proud to call you a friend, dude. Because it is you're you're genuine people, man. You're you got that like you said that warrior spirit, that fucking that tough shit, man. You're super positive, dude. It's in in a world where there is the complete opposite of that you know people trying to tear each other down for whatever fucking reason like <laughs> yeah it's good man 
That's why everybody needs Thanks. to follow PCO. Where can people follow <laughs> yes. you at PCO? Yeah, on uh, PCO is not human on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and on the Pure Car Wallet PCO on YouTube. If you want to look at all the uh, the race, is there on my uh, YouTube channel? The um, the hammer of tour 205 205 205 pounds uh, lifted the off uh, the ground uh with one end and uh there's uh, all the uh, pco justice video and all the training videos that we've done previously me and the distro so uh, there's a lot of stuff there on that youtube channel and uh, if you can subscribe well it's gonna be uh, paradise where can people buy your merch at brother uh pro wrestling tees uh ring of honor um merchandising um yeah that's about it uh roh uh and pro wrestling tees are both carrying my shirts yeah nice shirts <laughs> we're still rocking these all the time i i, I gotta i gotta <laughs> send you uh i gotta send you the rest in hell shirt which is oh cool. dude that one oh is my funny. god Dude, I want, I'm definitely buying that one. <laughs> yeah. That I'll was super that. dope. Is that, I got I got a order them from from Pro Wrestling Tees in Chicago because I'm in Montreal, but I need a few, so I, I have to I have to give them a call and uh, get some shirts and and uh, uh, spoil my friends a little bit. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> well, we we got some spoils coming your way too soon. So <laughs> I still awesome. got your address, man. So be on the yeah. lookout, brother. All right, that's cool. So yeah, basically that that's that's all for my social medias and uh, yeah, I'm pretty interactive. Not on Instagram, I don't interact that much. It's not one of my favorite ones. On Twitter, very active on Twitter. Once I'm on there, I'm I'm trying to not be there 24 seven. I'm trying to pick my time. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not hard to uh, spend a, an hour on this, you know. So uh, yeah. So I'm trying to pick my time for this, and uh, also, um, uh, yeah, all the other medias. Uh, Facebook, I'm very active there too. So that's cool. Hell yeah, you post in the Juice Pro Wrestling universe and all that stuff. So everybody, make sure you go follow PCO, buy his merch, watch him in Ring of Honor. He's an awesome human being. He's a great friend. We fucking love him. We appreciate him. Just like we appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in every week, for downloading on any podcasting platform and checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. We're also on TikTok, but I don't really use that shit that much because it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to say my TikTok, but it's PCA was not human too. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Got him. But yeah. I, but my, my daughter is 11, so basically... She sees the one who's like, no, you should get on TikTok. So I, I got in there, but uh, since the video are only one minute long, if I have like a two minute and 20 second video, I got to split it in three. Yeah, so just yeah. to fit TikTok. So it takes me too much time to do that. And you know, those so, kids on TikTok don't have the, well, maybe they do it because my son's 12 and he's he's all about that shit. He's surfing all the TikTok stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's for a, 
dancing platform or a, or a uh, singing platform, I would say. I don't know what kind of platform it is, I but uh, I just do my stuff. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't try to adapt to TikTok that much. <laughs> Me neither. Hey, yeah, just, if Trump has his way, it won't time. be around that long. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yes, thank you guys. Everybody watching on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button and hit that ring that little bell too so you get notifications when we come out with new videos just like this fucking badass video that we dropped with pco you guys know you want some more of that shit hey happy halloween everybody stay safe stay happy and love your fellow man wet em up wet em up wet em up Live your dream, reach your goals. You gonna do sex to me? This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering, we're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting, we're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering, we're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting, we're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus.